0: E aí You up in 2K? If you got Xbox 360, I'm still on Xbox 360. Ain't upgraded yet. If you got 2K on Xbox 360 and you on Xbox Live, make sure you add me Harry J H C E. I will fuck you up with the Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm ta- I'm gonna tell you something about 2K. A lot of people like to downplay video games and all this. Motherfuckers who talking that you ain't gonna have no job in the NBA in the next 15, 10, 20 years because and I spoke about this before previously, you get a different insight. Don't forget, Matt, John Madden made Madden to have a simulation of what real games would be like to to see the tendencies. It was, it was originally just for the coaches and the coaching staff. So that's what these games were for. And now that technology has moved so far in a way that it's just like real life where you can put... You can not even put your team on, on any team. You can just have had a controller in the middle and let the computers play each other and you're gonna basically see what the real game would somewhat look like. And when you're playing with these teams, you get to see the best spots for players to shoot, the best way to strategize against certain teams. I like I said before, I had played that Cavs Warriors series a thousand times. And we take our hats out to the Cleveland Cavaliers, but let's be honest. The Warriors beat themselves. Everything that I said, dude, because I had seen this scenario a million times, they went the opposite. You know, it's not like, you know, it's the difference between if I go out in a fight with you, right? Now, if I'm typically great with the drab, you know, great with the D, it's just like if Floyd went out and went out against his game plan. You know, we know Floyd is hit and not getting hit. It's not multiple shots at one time. It's it's a jab, usually one, two, three seconds, wait, uh, duck, jab again, few seconds, you know, it's pick shot. It's, it's a shot. He don't do too much to leave himself vulnerable to get hit. Now, if he start trying to prove something to a lot of people, and I think we maybe seen a little bit of that in the McDonald's, like, come out of the game plan just to show people that, oh, I can have an exciting fight and stuff like that, then he's opening himself up to lose, but not lose at at his norm. You know, it's not like someone is taking him out of his what he does. He's trying to prove something to everybody around him, and if someone takes advantage of that in that moment, it's not them forcing him to do anything because he made the choice to try to prove something. But he's he's beating himself. You know, if if he had end up losing doing something like that. Or if I'm going out in a fight with you, and I'm say I'm playing around, trying to do the Roy Jones, put my hands down, and you catch me. Yes, you beat me, but I wasn't, you know, really playing my game. I wasn't really playing to the, you know, smartest way possible. And, and, and if these were things that I have pointed out. Getting back to, if you listen to every... Pass that I did during that time. I said no flashy passes, coming right down. I remember a behind the back pass by Steph going out of bounds. It's just stupid stuff, bro. just ridiculous, just pulling up when you don't have to. You six foot seven, Clay. You got Kyrie on you. You take him to the hole. Whoever has Kyrie on them, they were shooting seventy eight percent. You take him to the hole every time. You got to get the foul. Or, you, you know, you're just going to have to make him respect that. He's going to have to foul or You got an easy shot to shoot over. And it was just a lot of things that didn't make sense. And that's why I'm starting to question sports. I'm starting to think that, you know, it's a possibility that it's a lot of bread on a table. And, you know, you might need to take this little, you know, money right now. We're going to have a great storyline. You guys are going to be back next year. You're 1-1 right now. We're going to demonize. We're gonna, LeBron becomes the good guy. Cleveland gets a whole bunch of money. You guys maybe got a, you know, some money too. You're gonna get Kevin Durant. Be it's gonna be okay. So we're gonna really try to put you, you know, barring health, make sure you're back in this situation. And why wouldn't you? You know, think of it as an owner, not just as as a fan. As an owner, why if you if it's about the money, why not? Why not do it and have a a, a great storyline? And you know, it's, it's 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 easy just to say, oh, that's crazy talk, but. You know, a lot of things that people say was crazy talk came out years from now to be the truth. People were saying it's crazy talk that the government, and King, what happened with King, came out later to be the truth. We found out with the Nixon administration, we have been saying that for years. They like to call you, put certain labels on you to make you seem, you know, outlandish. But what happened, they come out and release documents and it comes out to be the truth. You know, they thought it was never possible for NBA referees to be tampering with the game. Sacramento, you know, comes out be, be, to be a, be the truth with that. So you think all of a sudden, he, you think he was the only one just doing that? You think that was just the only? You know, come on, man. People smarter than that. You know, you can't tell me that bullshit. There's money on the line. Anything is possible because at the end of the day, people want to feed their family and people want to live great lifestyles. And especially if you're saying – Telling somebody it's going to be another opportunity. It was just too much. It's the same thing with the American Canelo fight. You're beating the hell out of Canelo. I mean, every round you want, you, I mean, you're killing him. And all of a sudden, you just drop. I mean, the number one rule in boxing, don't drop your hands. And all of a sudden, you drop your hands, and he catch you with a clean shit. Man, come on. You can't tell. It's just a lot of shit I don't believe. You know, because I don't believe motherfuckers. You know, maybe I'm giving people too too much credit. But I don't believe you get to this point and start making the, the the grade school mistakes, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you in that position, there's no way, even getting to games, I'm saying how game seven was, there's no way Warriors don't win that. If they follow my, and I know I'm just not the only one that knows the game plan. I know I'm not the only one that would have pulled a pop with Clay, you know, it was a couple, like pulling up for 40 yard. Man, take that little nigga to the, it can't guard you. You know, you know, you're just straight up, he can't guard you. I know I'm not the only one who, when, when it come down to close games in 2K, that doubles Kyrie. You know, I hit that L1 quick. You know, you do not let, any you know, I, I, this shit is not rocket science. You feel what I'm saying? I let LeBron get the last shot. I mean, it's, it's, I don't care who get it, but I don't let him get the last, even if it get to that. But there was a lot of stuff before that that made me think, like, man, what is these motherfuckers doing? You know, fancy passes within a close game like this? Curry really? Pulling up from forty when you got Kyrie on you cut like at some point you have to kind of curve what you do. Like yeah, with well, that's just what they did. No, at some point you have to adjust. You know, like I said, I would play more when he would begin to crowd Curry and I couldn't even get into the system. I would either bench Curry, bring Livingston in, and then you can't focus on anybody, and it would be more of a attack the hole type game. You get shots here and there, or I would. Get the ball straight out of Curry's hand. Like, it's just all of these things. So if you're a 2K player, I encourage you to keep playing 2K. And, and, and if you're pursuing a career in the NBA, you will be the most valuable. We're going to see the best coach because you're going to be the scene every scenario. And play with multiple teams so you can be ready for whatever situation you know play against multiple teams so you can be ready for any situations and i got hip, and i wasn't just one of those people who just jumped on the warriors bandwagon you know a lot of people like to jump on bandwagon even like cleveland fans a lot of people ain't you know wasn't and i'm in cleveland a lot of people wasn't cleveland fans a lot of people wasn't lebron fans but you know you can't tell them that they 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 wasn't always one right now i just keep i'm real consistent. i didn't rap with lebron when he before he left, I didn't rock. When he left, I didn't rock. When he when he came back, you know, and you know that's just me. Like I'm 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 a Like I was the biggest Cavs fan when he was gone. When he come back, I can't root for it. You feel me? Because I'm consistent in my message, and I think that's the problem with a lot of people in the world. Most people aren't consistent in their message. They're consistent when it's convenient. You know, they won't root for something when it's down. They only and and, I, and that 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 worries me about people because I don't know if I could trust you to to be around when I'm. You know, if you only wanna be around something when it's when it's up. I mean who doesn't wanna do that? You know, but everybody wants say nobody wanna be there for them when they in bad situations, but you're not even there for your team when they in bad situations. You gotta jump jump the shit. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, I remember being one of the only Cleveland fans. When it was bad, I'm still t- pulling up in everybody Yeah, the cast, yeah, yeah. Indies, when it's bad I'm still talking. Everybody them. Now, I'm still talking it. Brown, I still be talking it. When when it's not good, I'm talking it. I'm wearing it. I'll tell you, Tim Couch is the best quarterback that we've ever had. People say what they want. He got us to the playoffs. Tim Couch, Kelly Hope Camaro, what you know about him? Like, man, I, I really live this, like, no, I'm not a Cavs fan now. You know, I don't care about nothing, a uh, championship, nothing. I don't care how, you got, how, how it happened. I don't, you know, none of that. I, I'm not, you know, I just root. For certain things, I usually with the underdog. I, I'm usually with, or it's either the underdog or I didn't believe in you at one point, and you proved me to be otherwise. I respect that the Cavs took advantage of the Warriors playing. Not you know that that you know because you still got to execute even when at the end of the day you still have to execute. I do feel the Warriors beat themselves. The Cavs didn't beat them. You know, so that's nothing. Like it's it's some games I'll be playing people, and I'll be like. You know, I just was playing out of, out of my, you know, normal way of how I get the job done. And sometimes you play around and the other person can take advantage. But it's not like I'm worried if we play five, ten times that you're going to, you know, beat, really beat me. You might win one more time out of the ten. But for the most part, if we keep playing, you're going to win because I'm going to be like, okay, I was doing this little stupid shit. Now I'm about to get serious and fuck you up. You know, you know, motherfuckers usually get to talking shit when they don't really win a lot. And, you know... It, Go and state y'all fucked up. You feel what I'm saying? Y'all let them, I mean, I mean, straight up. You, they didn't beat you. And I don't care who got a problem with it. I, I watch basketball. Nobody, you know, it, you know, comes, we, we can come spar about it anytime, anytime, any day. You know what I mean? Underdog, but it's cool. You're going to come back, do your thing. A lot of people hating on Durant right now. You sound very hypocritical. Look, 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 look yourself in the mirror. You just might be a hater. You just might be a hater. I don't know. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying you just might be a hater. You sound very hypocritical right now. He's okay with LeBron leaving, going even though Chris. And let's let's go. A lot of people pull up these headlines because people think people just be talking. Sometimes Chris Bosh would have came to Cleveland had LeBron stayed. You know, look. Do you research on that? Do you research on Chris Paul? And that he he wanted to play with Byron, because this was a story I believe Stephen A. has spoke about. Uh, that he wanted to play with Byron Scott, and uh, I mean he wanted to play with Byron Scott and LeBron James. So these players would have came. It's a difference when players coming to you, you know. And that's from the old traditional mind state. Now I'm more open to it. I understand that we all come from a video game era. So if you can live your video game in real life, why not? You know. And, and I was critical of LeBron of it at first. But now it's like it just you know you get used to it. It's just like a lot of stuff in music, how people dress and how people talk. At one point you would you know you you like what the fuck. But you know it happens so much that you just get desensitized to it. So maybe it's not that um so much would have went for, it, but. It's just it's happening so much now since then, you know, because that was like the domino effect of our era. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, this hasn't been happening, but we had never seen guys in their prime. we talking about LeBron going to play with Wade and Bosch when Wade was arguably, top, it was maybe between him and James Harden for a top two shooting guard at that time. And, you know, only reason there was even a debate was because he was getting injured, but health, healthy at that time, Wade was the best shooting guard, and Bosch was a top. Four or five power four at that time. I just took Toronto to the playoffs when you know that that hadn't been, been been happening. So we're we're talking about big time guys all, and LeBron was the best player in the world at that time, and they all coming together. Come on, man. We, we, you, people I tend to forget, you know. Like as as a as a LeBron, not not a fan of LeBron. I was, you know, that's one of them things. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker might. You know, really went ho- you know, all that shit. You know, it, it wasn't far fetched for them to talk like that. You know, not one, not two, not three. That shit was some scary shit. And then remember when two K came, and 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 I wasn't one of them. Like I said, I'm consistent. Just because you, you feel me, yeah, it might have looked good on paper and all that shit. It was good. It was it was it was crazy. But I wouldn't pick that shit. You know, that's when I start picking the Golden State Warriors. And and. I was doing what they start doing in the last few seasons. I was doing that then, and this was way ahead of the time. So, you know, I had seen uh, the major matchups with LeBron versus Curry long, long, long before this shit happened. That's why I say two K is 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 two K is like uh, Nostradamus. You know what I mean? You you gonna see a lot of shit before it happen if you know what you're looking at. A lot of people don't know that they're looking at, so they don't know. And that's what I'm telling you: the Milwaukee Bucks. They have all the pieces to be the best team in the East. They have all the pieces. It's just a matter of putting it together now. Everybody has to reach their potential. Jabari Parker, you, you got a year outside of the injury. It's time for you to pull it together now. He has a Melo-type peak. If he reaches his peak, he can be just as good as Melo. Giannis Antetokounmpo could be three in the NBA. If he reaches his peak, we're talking about a guy who came in the league six foot two, six three point guard. Grew uh what, six, seven inches. He's six ten, six eleven now. Plays between small forward and point guard. Has the potential to be like a mix between LeBron and Durant. Durant build, but he can pass like LeBron. Work in the post. Work in the high post, low post, high post. Get your jumper together so it's you know you have to respect it. If you get that, just all you need is a solid mid range. You get you a solid mid range, Giannis, you're gonna be a, you're not gonna be able to fuck you. They can't fuck with you right now if you just attack the right way. You gotta have that mentality too, where nobody can stop you. you. You know you're too big and you can make plays. Don't let them stop you. I mean. Greg Monroe, one of the best low post big men who can, you know, he still has that, he's of that Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh free. Uh, you know, he he has he has that same type of talent, can be that same type of, have that same type of impact on the game, and he's been around the league for a while. Uh, new players like Delhi. you know, you got championship experience and a guy who's aggressive on the perimeter in defense. Michael Carter-Williams. I mean, all of these guys are, for the most part, 6'5 and up. You're talking about a very long team. So it's if you're playing proper defense, I'm running the zone all day, match-up zones, two, three zones with this team, all, all day. If you're, running, if you're running the proper defense, if everybody's giving effort, this is a team that's very, very, very hard to beat. Don Maker, now you got another young guy, 7'4", 1", that's more lean. Uh, John Henson, big time, North Carolina, got the full post game, got the shot, can shoot free throws. All, you, most of your bigs can shoot free throws. Pfft, come on, man. Carter Williams, rookie of the year, all around game. You know, I, they messed his confidence up. I don't know why Philly got rid of him, but this guy was putting up triple doubles left and right. All that potential was still there. If Jason Kidd can figure out, maximize these guys' potential. You know, get them believing, give them, give, give them the effort first. Effort play—that's something to go and stay stop doing. They stop give, getting the effort. If they can put it all together, you're talking about a problem. I mean, you, 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 you have your, you, you built it through. You built it through the draft. Uh, Chris Middleton. I think who, who who could be similar to? I want to say a uh, 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 Joe Johnson. That is at, at Joe Johnson's peak. Similar type game, just a little taller version. Can shoot the three. Solid mid-range can take you to the hole. He can go for 30 any night. I mean, all of these guys, you know, Yvonne, uh, uh, Vasquez, and I got Steve Novak. Um, I'm trying to think who else. They are uh, That's another big-time guy. Used to be big-time overseas. He's the MVP over there. Was putting up big numbers in Brooklyn. So now you got solid support a solid supporting cast. You got the proper, proper youth around you, I believe. Um... I believe they added uh, another Fed. I can't really think about it, but Milwaukee is a fucking problem. Like I said, you get with me on that 2K on Xbox 360, I'm going to fuck you up and show you. You know, I'm going to show you. you probably like, oh, no, you might be chipping off. Now, if they don't reach their potential, that's up to them. But they have all the talent. Sometimes talent doesn't come together the right way and reach potential. You know, that doesn't always happen. But it's all there. So that's my favorite team out east. Of course, my favorite team in the league is Golden State. Oh yeah, and let's get back to it. You know the the, the hypocritical LeBron fan. So you accept LeBron going to play with the on the top two shooting guards, arguably top, arguably the best shooting guard in the league, arguably a top five power forward in the league, Chris Bosh at the time, and he's the best player in the league. And then eventually, like you know, you accept all of the the pieces that. You know, that he gets put around him and all that type of stuff and how that happens. And and once again, we can't just take it for granted just because Durant's going there that it's going to be. You know, that's what people get mad. They think it's going to be unfair. And that's what I thought when LeBron was going to Miami. You know, just going. But remember, it's always a team that can come out of nowhere. We thought when, when the let's stick to the point real quick first. We didn't, nobody seen Dallas coming. You know, I talked to a lot, even the Dallas fans. Didn't see Dallas coming that year. I mean, this was a Dallas team that fucked everybody up. That was the greatest run that I had ever seen in the finals. I mean, you went through Kobe, Powell, Dwight, Howard, I believe, um, Durant, Westbrook, um, then LeBron, Bosh, and Wade. I mean, Dirk has—take your head out the Dirk. That was the greatest finals performance I had ever seen in my life. By a team. I mean, that shit was amazing. you talking about guys that, they're, you know, before this, even during the season, they called them soft Early, I remember uh, watching the TNT every you night. Know, they still had the soft label. And they, for him, Tyson Chandler, and uh, I believe Vince Carter. Uh, what's the guy with the, that guy with the beard who was shooting the threes? Jason Terry. Um, I mean, all them guys, for them to put together like that, that was a hell of a run. If you get a chance, go back and check that one out. But then... It was the same thing. Like, for me, I'm thinking and a lot of people don't want to acknowledge Cleveland is a super team. You know, it's, it's a super team. You know, you stop the bullshit. It's easy for, you know, when you see the heat decline and then you make a decision to come back with a, arguably a top – no, not arguably, one of the top three scores in the league, one of the top five point guards – or top – you could say top four. One of the top four point guards in the league at the time. but definitely. Two, three, score in the league career. Uh, that's a, a no-brainer when Wade was getting injured, and you know, it just he, he, he was feeling out that, that the grass looked greener over here, and then you knew you could make certain moves. The Cavs in position with the number one pick. You probably already had that in the head. Love at the time. It was between him and Blake Griffin for the top power forward, and people forget that twenty-seven to fifteen, twenty-five and fifteen guy breaking Moses Malone records. Come on, man. We talk. I mean, that's an easy decision. Then you go and you can. You know that you're gonna be ahead of GM's, e. and you go put Amon for J.R. Smith, Timothy. I mean, so I mean, we talking about super team. The Cavs is a super team. You know, the the So he got two super teams. But everybody want to call Durant a bitch ass nigga for getting one super team. Come on, man. That's hypocritical. Don't be a hater. Be consistent in your message. If Durant's a bitch ass nigga like Chris Broussard saying, he wanted the biggest LeBron like. I, I, man, I almost passed. I when I heard the, when he come out saying, telling Stephen A, hey, you can't be for what LeBron did twice and not, and then call Durant a bitch-ass nigga or uh soft or whatever. That's hypocritical. You know, you you might have not thought about it like that. So don't get all in your feelings and, oh, man, I don't fuck with this nigga no more, man. He, he against what I'm feeling. Uh, you know, don't do that. You might have, sometimes you, what you don't know, you just don't know. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, for a second, go look in the mirror. Analyze the situations that this guy did it twice, teamed up with top shooting guard, top power forward in Miami, top point guard, top power forward in Cleveland. Did it twice. You know, so you might not have looked at it like that, but you see, if he can do it twice, then, you know, Durant's, you know, he he, he he gets a pass for doing it once. And now this is the new time. LeBron opened Pandora's box. But once LeBron did it, you know, Melo ended up going to New York and we started seeing all of these other guys, the Clip, the Clippers' moves, the Lakers' tried to make, moves. all of these things start happening. So we can't act like once he opened Pandora's, you know, because he opened the box and made it okay, you know, because once whatever the best do, that's what becomes acceptable, and we're gonna get into what the best do in music too, in, in reference to Drake, because that's that's the whole point of all of this, you know, it's, it's it's just looking at things from different angles, you know, that that's what In Color is about. It's it's, it's about. You know, okay, I looked at it from this side, now I got to look at it from that side. Just adding a little flavor to to, to everything and not being stuck in one mind state. You know, one mind state, you know, that you, you're not going to get nowhere because there's so many people in this world. And it's okay to stand, stand on, you know, principles and beliefs, but be consistent in whatever you stand on. So just look yourself in the mirror. You know, when, when you stop listening to this, look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, am, am, am I... A hater. Am I, have I been hypocritical towards the Durant situation? Just think about that. And, and and let's not forget, you know, if you got the chance to go play with some of the best guys in the world at this point, especially after it's already being done everywhere, why not? I mean, how exciting is that going to be to watch Durant, Steph Curry? Just as a fan, just watching it. You know, take your, take your team out of it. Just You get to watch Durant, Steph Curry. Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. And don't act like these guys who came in the league, like LeBron and Kyrie, number one picks, they had always had it all on the platform. for them. They didn't come in the league like that. We're still talking about the underdogs. No matter if you want to accept it or not, we're talking about a seventh pick out of Davidson, an 11th pick out of Washington State, I believe, and Clay. We don't even know school he went to. Uh, second round, fifth pick in Draymond Green. So stop it! They had gave up on Enguadala. You know he, he wrote him off. I mean, so all of these players, you know, they, they're, they're underdogs, and now you get Durant. He's the he 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 he's always had it. You know, for the most part, he, he's from. But not, at this point, no one believed that he can get it done. They are calling him soft and this and that. So it, it is possible for you to go from one of the fronts to now everybody's questioning. You know, so and I think it will be good for him, it'll be good for his growth and it'll be good to, it'd be great to watch and great to play with on two K. Don't be trying to play with the Warriors, you talking all that shit. Make sure y'all all your Cavs fans, make sure you keep playing with the Cavs. Uh you know, everybody know I've been playing with the four years since. Like I say, the Miami deal. But, you know, I don't wanna see y'all jumping ship now 'cause I ain't play you ain't never seen me play with the Heat. So, you know, you can get that shit out of here. Don't come don't come don't come on spot, don't hit me up, trying uh, to play with you know, and you, and you know you're a Cleveland plant fan. You stay on that LeBron, Kyrie shit. I do feel Kyrie got slighted, though. I will say. Oh, yeah, no, we talking best point guard talk. Everybody keep trying, oh, Kyrie's okay. Now, individually, sometimes, you know, somebody could, you know, it's, it's more fancy. He's more of a killer. I would say he's more of a dangerous scorer because Curry has no layup in his game. You know, that's that's one thing that really got exposed on his final. That's one thing we we seen. Heat Curry, Steph Curry, get your, get in the gym. Call, call Iverson. Please, please, call Iverson. Work on your layup, man. There's no way you should. I don't know how you get this fucking far without a basic layup. Not that high arcing layup. I'm talking about just a basic layup. We seen that that wasn't there. So we talking about just all around scoring. Yes, Kyrie, Ky, Ky, I will give Kyrie the edge on that. We talking about all around point guard. I wouldn't. I feel like Curry runs a, a better show when he's on. Or if you have both of them on, Curry runs a better show as a point guard. And if he's playing, if he's you know, if they're both playing smart and all that. But let's not also forget, as the best player on the team, Curry has won the championship. Curry has taken his team to the playoff multiple times. As the best player on the team, when it was just, and this is when I was the big Cavs fan, I was. You know, I thought the Cavs could, when they when they got Bennett, I felt like they had everything that that. That's the year I predicted Cavs and Warriors before LeBron came when they when they had just drafted Bennett and um, when they it, when it was the the way this year, I felt like the Cavs definitely had a chance. You know, them and the, them and the Warriors had all the pieces that was needed to end up as a matchup. And I think that year Steph Curry messed his ankle up against the Spurs, and that that's really what. At that series back, so you really could have got the Warriors thing a year early if the injury didn't happen. But I I feel like the fact is Kyrie has never taken his team to the playoffs. Even the playoffs never had a winning record as the best player on the team. And when you start talking this best conversation, and you start trying to clown Steph, you gotta remember that. Once again, look yourself in the mirror. If you don't want to acknowledge that, then something might be wrong, you know, because there's no way you could even have that type of argument because we've seen what this guy does to his in the West. You know, don't don't forget, you're talking about best record in the NBA history in the West. You know, don't forget the East is soft as shit. Like, you can have a bad record and still get to the playoffs. You couldn't even do that. And I love Kyra big, big, big Kyrie support. He's one of those guys who proved me wrong in the league, on, on a certain level. On a certain level. On a certain on a certain level. But he proved me wrong somewhere. But didn't prove me wrong. A, he showed a big time in the finals. Felt like if he didn't get finals, I feel like he was the one who should have got finals MVP. And if nothing more, he should have got uh, he should have got co co MVP because the turnaround was when he started going off the game when they went back to go. I mean, you couldn't stop him. he coming down every shot, pulling up. You couldn't stop him. And and that was the difference. And then, you know, closing it off with the shot, you know, they wanted to make the big thing about but See, that's another bias in the media. You know, media wants you to go around whatever their story and they're thinking marketability a few years down the road and they know how big it is if everybody rally behind LeBron. But That boy Kyrie was a bad motherfucker in the finals. That's nothing I'm taking away from him. I'm just saying the fact is if we're comparing certain things, we have to also keep in mind that as the best player on the team, before LeBron came, he's never even led his team to a winning record. When you're having a conversation, always keep that in mind. You know, any any team you put LeBron on is going to go to the playoffs and have a chance of going to the finals. So that's not, you know, uh, 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 you don't get any credit for that. You know, you did your thing when you was there. You definitely tore motherfuckers up. I mean, he's a bad motherfucker. You can't stop it. unstoppable. He's one of those people. When I was talking about Shaq, the Iversons, the LeBron at times, but I will even put Kyrie over LeBron in the unstoppable offensively conversation, but we always got to keep in mind as the best player on the team, now the questions is just on him. You know, if he if he's gonna start putting himself in that conversation, I know he look at himself like that. Eventually, you're gonna have to break away from LeBron and show people that you could do it by yourself. Because we don't even know that you could ha- have a winning record by yourself in the East. We're not even saying in the East where you can have a bad record and still get to the playoffs. So keep that in mind. But moving back to the how the best can change the standard. When we spoke on how LeBron opened the box for players going to team up in the NBA, and that became the acceptable, acceptable thing because media, is, you know, you can't really talk about... They're doing it now with Durant, but for the most part, they weren't doing it when other guys, you know, Howard and Harden, when Howard went to, you know, they weren't really attacking all the, when Melo went to New York, they wanted, and, and tried to team up with Stoudemire and Chandler. When that was, remember, these were supposed to be things at one time. However it panned out, it panned out, but these were supposed to be things at one point. The Clippers, Chris Paul, going to team up with Blake Griffin, and so, and so all of these things start happening. And let's You know, let's not forget The box was already open, you know, and and you can only expect once the box is open that it evolves to even better situations. And, you know, luckily Durant just found himself in the position to everything, lightning struck, you know, lightning struck, magic happened. And as these guys developed into the players they developed into, he was available to become a free agent. You know, so that is what it is. Um but drake is getting a lot of heat you know he's in a major beef with joe button another thing i was wanted to point out with these situations is how media pushes things now what i don't agree is how media pushes the narrative they made it like it was the end of the world like somebody who didn't know anything about the industry and didn't really watch tv and stuff when i let them hear Going back to Drake and Meek Beat, when I let them hear Charged Up and back-to-back back and Meek's diss, you know, they wasn't impressed by any, any of it. You know, it just they said it was like Sea level records. You know, that's how they looked at it. And once again, they're not influenced by what's going on in the media, so they didn't see how on every show that they was talking about the disses and stuff like that. But we also have to keep in mind that, you know, media likes to create what reality is. You know, they paint a picture with black people. They try to make it like we're just one thing. You know, so when people see us, they automatically got a fear because media has constantly painted this picture. Even when we're the victim, we get painted out as the bad person. They want to bring up records and stuff like that. So if you agree with that part, that media tries to sway uh, images and perception then also take into consideration that Drake has the biggest companies behind them. So at that time, they wanted to make it seem worse than it was with Meek. You know, it, it, there of course will be certain agendas that people have to push to secure their financial investments. So, when everything was going on, don't forget Drake had, Sprite, arguably the biggest beverage, has an investment in Drake. Apple has an investment in Drake. His record label has an investment in Drake. The minor label Young Money has an investment in, you know, so you're talking about all of these heavy hitter companies that has an investment in this entity so of course money is going to go out just like you see in presidential campaigns smearing campaigns and stuff like that when they're talking about the flaws of someone of course they're going to put every resource out on that market to make it seem bigger than it was so was it really that big you know was it really you know did the meat really get killed or was there just a lot of money put out there to make the perception seem worse than it was because if you probably weren't into media and stuff like that and you just heard the song maybe you're not looking at it like that but I will say that from a traditional hip hop stance Meek the Jenga piece that is now you know because we've seen Ghost Rider after Ghost Rider after Ghost Rider from Moji to Quentin Miller Uh, I think Joe Budden was alluding to Zombie on a track to The Weeknd saying he wrote half of take care we are seeing all of these stories begin to come out you know so now you're seeing that there is proof to it you know whether like it or not you know before all this you know i was one of the ones who would get into arguments with people putting drake in all time you know all time tops you know people argue me up and down i'm in the inner city so you know it's a lot of people against that and i was early on saying it, and now the question is how important is a ghostwriter? How important you know, how does that affect legacy? How does that impact everything? And and even before we move into that, I w I'm still want you, everybody look at Joe Button has had great disses. Better than all the disses with Drake and Me. you know, you know, all, all, Joe Button has had great disses, great hip hop disses. Now wouldn't you think if it was just the media into and it wasn't an agenda being pushed at the time to get Meek out the way, to you know have their guy reigning supreme, and to kind of get away, you know. And Meek was just a Meek was just a symbol for that, you know, that inner city, that you know, that environment that could possibly threaten what Drake is, you know, that image that could possibly threaten. What Drake is or represents, you know that, and that, that's why I believe it was so much money put behind it. Because for the most part, I think the '90s scared people off from wanting to deal with inner-city type people. And I spoke about that on a previ- previous previous episodes. So I'm not gonna go too deep into that, but I'm saying if it was just about the music, when Joe Button, you know, why you don't hear about his, you know, why 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 they're not the same type of thing if it was just they love Drake's all so much, then why isn't Joe Button getting the same type of thing on all of these national stadiums? And when you really think about that, you start to see how being connected to certain entities can impact the overall perception. Because if it was just about the music, then he would be all over for, oh did you hear that joke? You would hear that everywhere. But it's almost like his this hasn't even happened. And there's a reason why he's not connected. You know, it's no Apple, it's no sprite, it's no, you know, major there's it's not nothing major behind it. So there's no reason to push that narrative. And to push that narrative would hurt these major entities' pockets who has an investment in Drake. Now I've been writing music for ten years. I've been recording for ten years. Am I upset? Was I I was shocked because about hearing the Drake ghostwriting thing, and I'm speaking from a grassroots level because there's a difference. The grassroots, the underground, the underground has, in my opinion, has different standards because all we have is to compare based on the intangible, you know, that, that you write, you know, that you're good at hooks as well as writing verses, you know, th- how you putting certain things together, the picture you can, comp- you know, it's all of the small things that, puts together a project that that you that start getting highlighted on the underground level because there's no money to compensate a comparison. But once you get into the majors, the music business, when you get on the labels, then it becomes, especially for most, most everybody wants to talk about this, you know, it's about the money, get your money, feed your family. Well, how can you be mad at a guy you know, and and I didn't always have this opinion, but from sitting back and thinking about it, how can you be mad at a guy for feeding his family? How can you be mad at a guy for, you know, just figuring out the formula? It also takes a lot of pride to let your pride down to let someone else write for you. You know that that takes a lot, and then to put it out there and give the credit, because you can pay, you could, you know, pay pay people hush money to not even get a credit. So you're feeding your family, you're feeding everybody around you. You've put your city on a map. Nobody really was talking about it. Nobody cared. I'm going be honest. Nobody cared about Toronto before Drake, for real. You know, it wasn't a thing. Now it's a thing. You know, so did he get it done the traditional way? No, but a lot of things aren't traditional anymore. The music sound isn't traditional anymore. The way people are dressing isn't traditional anymore. Everything evolves. You know, he's seeing that, you know, that's what these R&B, you know, rap, was it's too constricted that you have to do this you have to do that and now we're in a more accepting era Just life period everything is more accepting of what's going on and it just was the perfect time for things to happen and yes he has writers but he's still going out and putting it together you feel what i'm saying so he's mastered the music business and that's something that i think is is very respectable you're feeding your family that's very respectable if you come back to a grassroots or underground level, then that's when the conversation about ghostwriting becomes, you know, well, you, you can't really say you're better than me because I write my stuff, you know, on the underground level. But If we're just speaking in the music business, you have, you accomplish your goal. And don't try to sidetrack what you got going on that's working, It's feeding your family. Don't stop feeding your family to prove a point. Fuck what people talking about, nigga. Get your money. A lot of older guys I talk to, they always say, I don't know why these NBA you know, their problem with people teaming up is players are taking uh, cuts. And why should you take a cut from a billionaire? You know, you're taking a pay cut when this billionaire getting all this money, but they're selling you the illusion of a ring meaning something when it's really about feeding your family, securing yourself down the line and legacy. You know, what the fuck is a ring? If you really think about it on a big scale, what the fuck is a ring? This shit don't mean shit. If you got a big-ass contract, you can buy that ring ten times. Fuck that ring. You feel what I'm saying? You go out there, put your, give your best effort every time. But, you know, from a lot of older guys I talk to, they they look they look at things from a hustler's standpoint. So it's about go get your money. Don't take no pay cut for no billionaire. You feel what I'm saying? cause anything happen to you, they're not gonna be thinking about you tomorrow. No, they're not. You know, yes, there is a lot of money in getting a ring though after basketball, but if you're already great, you're gonna get that money regardless. So you know it's, that's just perspective. You're feeding your family, Drake. Don't stop feeding your family to prove a point. Even with this Joe Budden situation coming up, there's a lot of different things you 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 know you may have to indulge in. But once you get to this point, I believe you sit back. You know, a lot of people are gonna throw stones, but once you get so high up, the stones can't the stones just fall back and hit them. You know, so you're not even in the atmosphere for it. That's something I felt like. He shouldn't even respond to. Yes, Joe Button is a. yeah, he, he can. Joe Button can. Joe Button can rap. A lot of people just want this. Uh, who is no? Joe Button can really rap, and it's not even about whether it was good or bad. It shouldn't be a response because you in it. Don't get into all of that. Like what like Jay said. You know they gon. He told you how they was coming. You know, once you master the music business, Jay is another one who mastered the music business. And that's a lot of people take it out of context when Drake is saying he turned into Jay. He's just saying he's the one who took what Jay did because everybody lays a blueprint before you. And he's paying homage. It's not really a shot, it's just paying homage that I've taken what you've done and now I'm taking it to that next point for this generation. He's this generation's a level of Jay Z. He's the bar now. Jay was the bar. That's what he's saying, Jay. You were the bar. Now for his generation, he's the bar. That's what when you you think of success in the music business, you want Drake-level success, and then the next person should come take that to the next level. And it's not just in the music, but the music sets up everything around it. So it's much respect. The Ghostwriter thing, I think people need to lay off and... Because this is business. It's all about, I think people just need to, we're not talking about from an underground standpoint. On underground, it's a big deal. When you get to the big league, get your money. Get your money. Get your money. And he's making great music that's inspiring people, that's changing people's lives, that uh, made people feel more okay. He's really ushered fully in the melodic tones, the speaking on certain subjects. Now, you know, for me, you know, we've been doing that since '07. You know, who's Drake before Drake? But you know, those who know know. The world is catching up to my, you know, my sound. But you know, that's neither here nor there. but I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah, yeah, for the most part. But he he ushered it in and, and made it the a uh, a uh, uh, thing. And now we have a lot of melodic music. And a lot of that started with Wayne. Let's give Wayne his credit too. When Wayne was doing the Flanger and the Prostitute flame and me and my drink and all that type of stuff and. uh uh, wayne kanye and then drake futures of the world comes and take it you know take it to the next level you know so we got to get into that just more stop trying to compete and become the best you because what's meant for the next person isn't meant for you it might not be right for you that might not be what you want but this may be this person's dream and if his dream was just to be the biggest in the world he got there. People are gonna get there di- different ways, but he got there. And I'm telling you this from an artist standpoint, who was maybe at a certain few years ago would have been very critical or something like this. But that's from an underground perspective, and we're not speaking of the underground. We're talking about somebody that's taking hip hop to the next level. Because when he wins, the whole culture wins. Don't forget that. so We gotta stop trying to tear each other down. Because everything is one. It's not about competing. When I get on songs, I'm not trying to compete. I'm trying to make a piece that lasts years, years, and years so future generations will have an idea of what culture was like today. That's what it's all about for me. Uh, shout out to the WNBA players. Uh, the Phoenix Mercury, the Indiana Fever, and the New York Liberty. They got five $5,000 for wearing Black Lives Matter T-shirts. I encourage everybody to start looking into that, highlight that, Need to put pressure on the officials who are finding them and find out why. Do you have something against, uh, you know, peace, peace, peaceful, free speech? Do you have something against black people? Because when you make actions like that, that raises questions like that. So that's something I want to know. Be, don't let media, uh, don't make let media dictate how you feel about somebody. I've been saying this the whole time. I don't feel Trump is 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 as bad as he's being painted to be. I feel when you talk about, if you're saying the flaws in a person and certain hateful things or certain things that may rub people the wrong way, then him and Hillary has just as much, you know, st- stuff on the plate, even on a race issue. You know, she's connected to David Duke just as much as he is. She's connected to the KKK just as much as he is. Her mentor was Senator Byrd. Big time KKK. Google that. Looks up to Margaret Sanger very, very racist ideology, you know? So, but media only, you know, uh, once again, just like in NBA, how Kevin Durant is not a bad guy, LeBron, you have to have a good guy and a bad guy, and that's what sales. You know, a lot of things Trump say is for marketing. We know that we're in a time where no press is bad press, long as they're talking about you. And once they talk about you on national outlets, that's when you become credible. So all Trump did was use, say something outlandish, then they're going to talk about me. Now I'm credible to voters. You know, the more they keep talking, they talk about me more than anybody else. The reason why Bernie didn't get to where Hillary at is because he doesn't get as much press as Hillary. But maybe if he starts, you know, doing some crazy stuff like Trump on another way, then he would have got just as much press. Because for the most part, and we're seeing how the emails leaked that it was already set up. That this is what they wanted. He was too much against establishment. How oh, I feel it. He wasn't really against that, you know. He's saying that now because I, I'm questioning all of his moves now because he endorsed Hillary and everything Hillary stands for was against what he stood for. So he's not being consistent in his message. So to endorse Hillary is to basically make your whole campaign and everything you say you stood for, and you just contradicted that. So that you know, I'm I'm, I'm not for Bernie anymore. I don't care not, nothing about what he's talking about because you made it all irrelevant once you endorse someone who's it's not like. You know, y'all, was, y'all wouldn't see an eye to eye on basically nothing. But j- just accept that you were saying y'all was Democrats. But based on the philosophies, it was two different pages. So for you to endorse that, then you just basically contradicted everything you said you stand for, stood for. And now we're seeing the emails that basically, uh, basically saying the fix was already in. You know, that's why the media wasn't really giving him the coverage. That's why they were trying to do everything they can to ask certain questions to tear him down. You know, she escapes email scandals. You know, in most jobs, you know, under Sarbanes, Oxley and stuff, you can't destroy emails and stuff like that. That's punishable for up to time in jail. But, you know, certain exceptions made for certain peoples. You know, we, we tend to, like I said, the same thing with the Durant-Lebron. You know, some things are okay for some people to do, but that's a lie because of the media. We got to get out of that mind state. It's not that. It's the same th- when you look at Hillary and Trump, you're looking at the same thing, and these people are connected for the while. We know they could just be playing the game to get one or the other. The game could be playing to make her look like the good guy to get, and make Trump seem crazy. So elite. so then you're gonna go out and say, well, you know, we gotta do whatever we gotta do, cause we can't have Trump in there. If Trump get in, it's gonna be the end of the. Fuck is you talking about, dog? Like, do you not see niggas getting killed right now? I, like I turn on TV, I, I don't know about you, but I have not seen more black people get killed than other any. I haven't seen as much murders, but on internet t v they weren't playing shit like this on t v under Bush and all the motherfuckers. like that shit is happening right now under this administration under the Obama administration, which is endorsing Hillary because basically they have the same ideology, so when you get a Hillary administration, it's basically going to be the same as the Obama administration because you know they have the same philosophies they've been working closely together, and you're gonna pretty much so you telling me we're gonna gotta get the same thing that we getting under Obama. Do you like what's going on right now? if you black? Come on, man. Ain't nobody speaking up for you in that in that top top space. Ain't nobody trying to change nothing for you. Don't don't get fooled, man. Like don't get fooled into believing what these people paint the picture as is not that. It, yes, there are certain things that Trump may say that's gonna rub big groups the wrong way. But just because she's not saying it doesn't mean she don't feel the same way. You gotta watch actions. And based on her past actions. You don't have to question everything that she stands for. She's the same person as Trump to me. Um, And there are good points for both of them, but the good points are only pointed out with her, but not with him. You know, so pay attention to how the media is influencing how you think. And it's the same thing that happened with the Meek and Drake situation. I believe media tried to kill, kill Meek. It wasn't necessarily that the work was that, you know, Oh, man, but it just, that was perception because media creates perception and media creates credibility. So, the, you know, and don't get so into, oh, she he, uh, the, she stole her speech and stuff like that. Once again, Trump is a key marketer. What, what happened after she took your speech? All over TV. So All press is good press. As long as you're talking about me, I'm more marketable now. And then you're just going to create more of a division because there are a lot of people, some people feel like it was okay what she did. The people take, certain pieces from everybody so then you're going to create two sides you're going to have lots, and it's you know don't get into that race thing it's not it's not it's just some people view things certain ways and some people view things another way as it historically played out to a race thing yes because for the most part people want to stay in a privileged situation that's what it boiled down to you know a lot of people want to get real deep but if you've been up forever you know you don't want to get at a I don't give a fuck what you're saying. Uh, you've been getting certain privileges forever. You're not just going to want to give that up for, for somebody else. So, you know, it's understandable. I say right or wrong is relative. It just depends on what side you're standing on. Uh, I just think everybody should be focused on bettering themselves, spreading peace, positivity, getting more healthy, looking into, you know, more things that's going to help progress. I think uh, 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 I wrote a paper on the vegancation system, which will be a mandatory vegan alkaline uh heavy diet pushed in the school systems where there's no choice but to have a you know if you're in the school you can only eat vegan food you know that's it just how you get in trouble for eating gum and candy in class it would be the same type of thing for eating meat or drinking pop and anything outside of a healthy diet because schools are playing a part in programming these kids to getting addicted to the wrong thing. But if you only had, if you didn't have a choice at school and then along with the system, you'll be getting fed the food, but you're getting a course that goes along to why you're eating it and the, the different effects and what's right with this and what's wrong with this, then you're also educating the kids and when you compare their health to our generation's health, so you compare them in first grade, you should see this is how you know if it's working. You should see that they're healthier. When you compare them to us in fifth grade, you should see that they're healthier for the most part on a whole scale. And then by the time they're grown, they're adults, they'll be health conscious. They won't be addicted to a lot of the bad stuff that we're addicted to. Some of them are going to make the choice and go the other way, but some of them will make the choice and go the right way, and you're going to have a more health conscious generation, and then you will start seeing all of these, make cancer and uh, diabetes, obesity, you will see all of these things begin to go down. So there are simple ways, you know, this this is is all, you know, that's all my stuff. I have a paper on it, and I'm eventually going to work on, hopefully work on a book on it, you know, so I think that's something that can help. That's a solution. I just you know, don't get so caught up in the media. Form your own opinions. Form your own thoughts. Be a free thinker. You know, spread love. Don't be so quick to react to situations if you got kids. Put di- discipline in, 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 in decision-making. Discipline decision-making. Make sure you push that. Don't get caught up into the—it's um, not a gun violence issue. We, we have a decision-making issue. It happens to be perpetuating itself with guns, but it's not a gun violence issue. If people start stabbing people with pencils— and, and everybody's getting killed with pencils. We don't ban pencils. We start to see why is this going on. We attack the root, not the leaves. You got to attack roots of problems. And a lot of times people just, just to make people feel safe, oh, we're going to ban guns. But if you ban guns, if you ban a certain amount of shots, if you say you ban, you only let every gun have 10 shots. Now, that's for the legal people. The legal people still, everybody I know who got illegal guns, we got 30 shots and up. So if we got into a situation and I'm trying to be a law-abiding citizen, I'm at a disadvantage. If, you know, we've seen things happen historically with government turning on people, government turning against people and people only got 10 shots, government has 30 to 100 shots who's at a disadvantage. So you're just putting legal citizens at a disadvantage. And I don't think that's a fair thing to do. I think people, you know, wake up. Don't be so, let them scare you into giving up certain rights just because certain things happen. That's happening with a few people. They tell you, you know, see, but they try to make it like a few people when the police kill, black men and black women and black kids you know that's just you it's only some you know some of them that's wrong and they don't even say they're wrong but they try to make it a very select thing like it's not a, a epidemic all over but when something happens there's a few like a, a mass shooting or something like that This far in between it's not like i'm walking out you're just walking out you know seeing schools and all that shit. you're not seeing that on a day-to-day basis, it's few and far between. But then they try to make it like we have a gun violence issue. But do we have a gun violence issue when the police shoot black people? Yes. Yeah, so be consistent. Like I said, it's all about consistency. I'm consistent in my message. I don't believe we have a gun violence issue. I believe we have a decision-making issue. People have been programmed years, years, years from TV, from music, and all this. You see that that people react quick and get go straight to the gun, go straight to violence on these shows. From youth, from TV, from movies, from music, you know, somebody to my shoe, you know, so that's the type of programming that most people have. So that's how they react. And then we're growing up in a more emotional time. You got men that's raised by women for the most part, and they they just watch the women. People don't listen to what you what you say; they watch what you do. So they're reacting a lot quicker. Rest, I noticed a lot. A lot of guys who are raised by their fathers and stuff, they're a lot calmer when situations happen. They're not blowing up. They just go with their move. You know, so it's, it's it's really more of that than anything else. Let um, me see, Siddhartha. Siddhartha is a great book. If some of you want to check out, it's really about finding a deeper self, uh, being rooted in spirituality versus being rooted in the world and that constant day-to-day conflict. It's something I go through. It's something that we all go through, so I definitely recommend looking into that. You know, shout out to everything that we have going on as a team, as a collective, um, the Whole Color Radio, all of the supporters uh, tuning in uh, from the state side to outside states, the states, Germany, Australia, Wisconsin, Japan, Taipei. Um, I said Wisconsin. Shout out Wisconsin, man. I love Wisconsin basketball. Shout out to them. Um, Bo Ryan, great coach. Love to have him at state I, I can't stand stand out of that's neither here near the coaching system, not my personal coaching system um trying to think of anything coming up nothing uh I believe banks project is, is still still in the works, still in the works um oh for music, man, I pretty much just wrapped up my time in it man i I was in it for ten years. Uh, got it in originally because just it was a a relationship, and I was just expressing how I felt at the time. That was really where I first started making it, and then it grew into getting getting a message out there, getting a message out there, trying to wake people up, help people to become more conscious of what was going on in the world and to help people to, you know, have that better themselves mind state to let them know no matter what environment you come from, you can still better yourself. You don't have to be a product of the environment, but you can influence the environment and be different. And that's what it was about. And I see the world moving towards that point where in a more conscious world, we're in a world where people are, you know, more free. So for the most part, you know, I really don't have anything else that I want to get off. I feel complete in, in that cycle. So it's not like a Give up thing. What I love to have a big platform and get signed. Yes, but that wasn't my goal setting out. You know, for my goal setting out, I've reached that. Um, it would have been great to have a, a a major. You know, run with with one of the, one of the majors. But you know, it is what it is. I'm I'm happy in how everything went. A lot of people don't even get the runs that I had, and I've had a a, a very big local run at one point. I've had a very big internet presence around at one point, and and just being consistent throughout the times, you know, and being able to grow and evolve has taught myself a lot, taught me a lot about myself. It helped me to, you know, just become a better person all around. And now I think it's just time for me to take a step and put my energy towards something else. I mean, but you know, anything is possible. Sometimes something happens in life that inspires people again to, but it would definitely have to be a a goal working towards a new goal and new things will have to be set. But for right now I'm I'm complete and I'm fulfilled in, you know, what I came to do in it and I hope I hope people were impacted in it in a positive way. In a positive way and in more than more than one ways. As a writer, as, you know, going outside the box with music, as pushing a sound. A sound that I had in O seven is 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 now heavily around the world that's going on. And you know, I'm not saying it was solely me, with anything I did, but I played a part in the consciousness getting out here in the world. I played a part in the melodic sound that's out here in the world, the love, music, and stuff like that. So very early on that. Uh, another team to look out for who has just as much talent as Milwaukee, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now they have a great coach in town. Tiffado, expect them to be a breakout. They have all the talent in the world to be a championship team right now. It's just about getting the experience under the belt and everybody buying into a system. So I think Giannis and Giannis and Anthony Towns will be, you know, the LeBrant's, Durants and LeBrons of of, of this new generation. Uh, and music, I was telling Juice, like before her album dropped, I was, I was at the gym a few weeks ago. I was telling him that Drizzy has the potential in five years to be as big as Nicki Minaj or bigger. And A Boogie has the potential to be as big as Drake or bigger, you know. So that, that, you know, I'm usually anybody who knows me know that I'm pretty much right on with when I say what's going to happen. It, you know, it usually turns out like that. So definitely pay attention to those artists. Um, Drizzy has just dropped the album. I believe A Boogie is working on a project. Drizzy from Chicago. A Boogie from New York. Um, trying to think what else going on. Um way q i definitely liked the it was a musical piece to me a a, a great art piece i like the music behind it i like the way he painted the picture it just was overall a, a, a very solid album um i think that ride out with him and vince staples i would definitely like to hear more with him and vince staples i think that was a good good connect uh yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, spare peace, positivity, love, be a free thinker. Uh, you know, choose to be happy no matter what situation you're in. Uh, we're moving into great times. Even though it's a lot of bullshit going on, it's a lot of good going on. The law of polarity when the best things are happening, the worst things are happening. Don't forget that. And the best days are ahead of you. Stay focused, stay locked in, stay disciplined. We don't have no time to, you know, come outside of those certain principles. And, You know what I mean? Spread peace, happiness, love, positivity. Go get your money. Don't let nobody deter you and trick you out your spot. Stay focused. I'm gone.